0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Spartans. It is Friday, May 15th. The year is 2020. I'm your host, Will Hunter. I am not, at the moment, joined by my co-host, Matt Sheehan, but you will certainly be hearing from him plenty. I'm not going to waste much time here and get right into it just because of uh, the the stuff that's been going on in my life. Matt has been banking some interviews and shows, and, and really, my schedule is certainly in flux <laughs> at the moment. Um so this is one of those times where Matt was able to get a full show a good show uh on tape for you guys N- not on tape nobody uses tape anymore. Um recorded a digital file an MP3 for you guys uh and that's what we're going to do here today. Uh funny thing is I said, "Hey Matt, you know, just do the, the do the whole show with with Andy. Uh Andy Isaac of Uprocks World of Isaac on Twitter." I said, "Yeah, just do the whole show with Andy. That'd be great." Um I was going to do it, and then I couldn't do it, and then he did the interview with Andy, sent it to me, and it was 45 minutes long. This is the second time that he's done this. <laughs> Matt knows the rules. Matt knows how these things work, and yet every single time, he screws it up. Um, so yeah, I told him, I'm going to record the intro, and I'm gonna I'm going to make fun of you, Matt. I'm going to make fun of him for just not being able to understand the concept of time, so... Without further ado, here is the full interview, Matt Sheehan with Andy Asik talking about the biggest what-if moments of Michigan State basketball. This episode is, of course, powered by Bilt Bar. They're all powered by Bilt Bar. Go to BiltBar.com, enter promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off your first order. BiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON.
1: I am joined graciously by UpRox member, Fatterday icon, Twitter sensation, just Maven of a, of a human being, really. When you break it down, Andy Isaac, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for sparing our listeners of another episode where it's just me talking for thirty straight minutes. Andy, how on earth are you, man?
2: That, that was like arguably the best intro I've ever had <laughs> in my life. That was like a wrestling, that was like a wrestling announcer, like Mean Gene type <laughs> intro. I feel I'm almost like embarrassed. Like my face is turning red. Oh, see that, that's great. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm good, man. I think I'm like everybody else. We're just like, yeah. How long can we just hang out at home and, you know, watch the same old stuff over and over? Like, I feel like I've watched hours and hours of Netflix and I've watched old, old Michigan state games and old Pistons games. And I'm like, I, I just can't, I need sports back, dude.
1: I know. I think I've rifled through, like, every Michigan State game. Like, I I blew it all in the first two weeks, and I'm just watching random old college football games. I still won't watch old basketball games because I'm still uh, sad and bitter about the tournament being canceled this year. But on that note, uh, hey, we're going to talk about college basketball for all 30 minutes, minus a few tangents here and there probably. But Yeah,
2: yeah. I want to get into something really quick. Hopefully. We're not doing doing video, but I actually have right now – I am wearing a 2020 Final Four shirt that oh, I wow. found yeah that I found in Atlanta. So I was I was in Turks and Caicos when like a lot of this like started to go down and they started to cancel stuff. So by the time I was like coming back, um it was all like pretty much everything was like canceled and they were selling these Final Four 2020 shirts at the airport for like 20 bucks. And I'm like, man, this' will pick some up, you know, it's a hot and, commodity, man. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is the title. This would have been Izzo's second title. I really like feel that like deep down inside that he's missed so many other opportunities and obviously we'll get into it, but man, this one, this one felt like there was no superior team um in 2020 and rocket Mm -hmm. was kind of just coming on just at the right time and yeah it was uh i it's it's been hard for me to get over um over this one just because i it felt so much like the 99 right we lose the 99 in the final four Mm -hmm. 2000 you know we win the championship because we're returning a point guard it just like Mm -hmm. it felt everything like you know we we you know 99 we lose antonio smith you know, in this year, we, we lose Kenny Goins. It's just like everything felt exactly the same to me.
1: So poetic. Just so yeah. poetic. I mean,
2: I, I, I'm still angry and I'm still like frustrated. And I get why they had to cancel. And I just, I, I mm-hmm. wish circumstances were different, man.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I'm right with you too. I think a lot of other people are as well. Um, I think it's for the better of humanity that we cancel it. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop from being a big fat baby about it, though. Like, oh. uh, yeah, I am going to whine about this for oh god, ten years minimum, I think. And even then, uh, th- that's just on the low end here. So I, I guess we are already into the whole what if scenario. Let's just let's just take it right off the top right now. This is the the greatest what if of them all, right? And MSU basketball has a ton. But this year's Big Ten Tournament and National Championship Tournament being canceled, it is that the biggest what-if of them all, in your opinion? I, I know we're, it might be present of the moment or anything, but I, I really do think it is.
2: Of the Izzo era, we're, we're just limiting. it yes. Yeah,
1: just just the nice old 21, 22, 23, however long Izzo's been here. I lose count of the times. Year window. That's what we're shooting for this episode. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, God, I have so many so many what-ifs from the Izzo era. I mean, there, there are so many that stick out. I mean, I, we'll, we're obviously going to get into it, but like <clears throat> Lucas injury and like, you know, 2005 Allen Anderson hurts his knee in the Kentucky game. And <clears throat> you know, if not, he doesn't even score a point against North Carolina. And God, man, there's just, there's so many what-ifs. But I mean, this one, not even giving given the opportunity to play in the tournament and knowing full while your team was peaking and you had, you know, you had this X factor in in rocket Watts that not everyone had scouted. So like, you know, he, he could have, you know, he could go out and score 20, 25 points on any given night. That's what it mm-hmm. felt like. And yeah. that's what Cassius needed. Cause he, you know, he was, he was like carrying the team on his back. Dude was like, dude's knees were flaring up. Cause he was carrying everybody. So right. I, I think in the end, like, you know, 10, 15 years from now, if Izzo hasn't won a second title, I think this is the one that everyone's going to say that was that was the one he should have won.
1: And, like, you had Rocket on fire, too, and Xavier Tillman was a player who was great, uh, even last year with the previous Final Four run. But he was on a different level late in the season yeah. this year. Like, man, starting with, uh, what, five games left in the season, he was throwing the clamps on anyone. That yeah, he was because, guarding.
2: Oh, man. You know, I, I try to think of a defensive player that could lock someone up, you know, one-on-one like he did. Like, you know, for example, the, the Luka Garza the Luka Garza block where he kind of seals, seals a victory with that. But then, like, you know, his help defense was so good. As a communicator, he was so good. It was, it yeah. was Dream on Green-esque with the Warriors type, type defense. And I just don't know if I can remember a Spartan player being that good at defense. I, I mean, maybe I'm forgetting someone, um, but like as far as like team defense and then somebody who could shut someone out like one-on-one, I, who is it? It's got to be Tillman.
1: I, I think, it. yeah, we, God, because I, I just go through the names and like Gary Harris was great. Dawson was great. I, I mean, even Draymond, he was in college, was great. There's a, a few names like in the mid-2000s. But while, like it, there just seemed to be that different gear to him, like he had it yeah. all. He had helps. He had communication. He had just locking it down one on one perimeter and in the paint. Like he was yeah. all around sensational.
2: You know, it was it, it's crazy because if you looked at the beginning of the season, my God, he struggled. Like felt like he was trying to do too much, um, especially in that like the that first like two week stretch, and yeah. you could see him trying to do more than what he knew he could do. And I think it was just affecting him on, on both ends. But by the end of the season, I mean, he was, he was first team all Big Ten to me. He was, he was, he was that good. Um, yeah, I, I'm going <laughs> to be so mad about this season for so long, man. I know.
1: Well, How about we switch up the pace and we scale it back a decade and we get mad about something completely different? Because, wow, what a way to start a podcast is just by getting upset within the first yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah, uh, the Gordon Hamer foul
2: the the Gordon Hayward foul is, and you know what? When people talk about bad calls in college basketball, I swear this doesn't come up as often as it should. And when you look at everything that happened, you know, Butler beats Michigan State and then barely loses to Duke, who right. I think we both can agree wasn't a very good champion. Um, when you look at that team, right? They had... I was Singler, like the higher in in North Lucas. Smith, yeah, that's right. I mean, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, uh, Michigan State with a healthy Lucas is the best team, um, in that in that tournament, and it just the Gordon Hayward foul was so obvious too. I know Draymond's shot comes off so weird, and like when you look at the replay, it's not like a, a hand on ball like type scenario. I mean, he got him like like on the forearm right it's
1: pretty square yeah and like we've all seen the photograph too it looks very obvious in the photograph but god you're right even in real time it's like
2: uh, what they, I don't know, what, they were down but were they done by two or were they down by one when that happened
1: they were down by one with i think eight seconds to go if i'm reading the right one here i've gone back to the box score but yeah draymond green missed two point jumper fifty nine forty nine. And then they tried to foul, and then uh, MSU they go down. They they make a free throw with two seconds left, and miss yeah. the second one. Tried to do the old tip and drill, but now it didn't work out. So,
2: I mean, there were so many other things uh, in that game. I felt like they were a better team than than Butler, and I think a lot of people thought Michigan State was going to win that game. Butler just clamped down on defense so well. I mean, that was that was Stevens' like calling card. And, you know, that's how they were able to get to um, two Final Fours right in a row. Man, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Drats. We will be
1: back with Andy in a hot second to bring you more Spartan what if misery. Uh, No, we'll promise we'll get into more fun things in a hot second. But first, guys, I got to sing the praises of Built Bar. Oh, yeah, Built Bar. We're talking about that protein bar that tastes better than a candy bar once again because what else would I be talking about after today's workout, roughly 20 minutes after I powered down a raspberry chocolate cream built bar that gave me my best workout of the quarantine. I'm not kidding. Five miles of running straight, blistering, 850 pace. Listen, I know they got the U.S. track and field team all set, ready to go for Tokyo for next year, but... (laughs) I think they'll be making another addition here. All thanks to Built Bar. You know what's better than going to Tokyo though for the Olympics? It's getting ten dollars off your first order at BuiltBar.com with the promo code Locked On. That is BuiltBar.com promo code Locked On. What do you get? You get to save ten dollars on your first order. BuiltBar.com, Locked On, ten dollars. All right. Back with Andy and a hot second.
2: I, I would say like if we took out the 2020 tournament and then, you know, like that's that one where Kaelin Lucas gets hurt. And then what happens in that game are, are such, are such brutal, brutal. What ifs, especially when you know that 2010 Duke champion was so freaking weak.
1: Right. Oh, exactly.
2: Yeah. I, um but you know, I, let's go even earlier right let's go back to 2005 because i i actually think of of the teams that didn't win championships for izzo to me it comes down to the 2001 team which was totally stacked right they had they had jr they had they had zach they had two premier nba level players and you know they they shit the bed against arizona in the second half and maybe it it, Charlie's Bell's maybe worst game as a Spartan. I don't know how many turnovers he had, but he had so many turnovers. To touch twenty-seven, him. I
1: think it was, is what it came yeah. out to. Yeah,
2: he was twenty-seven. Oh man. That number. <laughs> oh man, about that game though, like I, I was watching, rewatching some of it. You know, they keep it close. It's like a two-three point game. I think at halftime, and then you're like, all right, Michigan State's got this. You know, they got to cut down the turnovers. I, I want to say it was like the first play of the second half. They Arizona intercepts the pass. Uh, puts his, puts his butt comes down. Richard, what I can't remember his name now. Richard oh, Jefferson.
1: Jefferson, yeah, right.
2: Yeah. Uh, Charlie Bell gets in his grill a little. He misses the layup. Bell grabs the rebound, going the other way, and then he just turns it over again. And you're like, <laughs> oh god! And then it just kind of blew up from there. That game escalated like it, it, it went from like a two or three point game, and it felt like it went to a fifteen point game in a matter of matter of minutes, man. That, that, one hurt. that one hurt because I really think that 2001 team was so stacked. They went into – Oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. Went a season play with three losses. Then they lost in the Big Ten title um, – in the Big Ten uh, tournament to Penn State. Mm-hmm. And then they moved to Arizona. That team was stacked, man. They had, they had Marcus Taylor. They, what they should have done is had Marcus Taylor <laughs> run the point more um, over Charlie yeah. Bell. Oh, God. I – yeah, that one that one hurt. I mean, that's like for a lot of the older Spartans. I mean, we're talking about 20 years ago.
1: That's a throwback. Yeah. But, God, even Marcus Taylor's name, you, you get that brought up. Like, what if he stayed at MSU for oh, another God. year or, or two? I mean, that, that changes, obviously, his career uh, just as a whole. But, yeah, that changes MSU a little bit, that, too.
2: You know, I, I know a lot of people get, um, get angry about Marcus Taylor and at Marcus Taylor. But, man, that dude was getting bad advice. I don't know who would correct. Um, yeah. Brutal, just brutal advice. And, you know, he leaves. but He, he goes second round to like the, the T-Wolves or something. Just never, never makes it out. Just just brutal decision over and over. Oh, man, he could have been. So if he stays four years um, with MSU, like who knows what happens? Right.
1: And uh, oh. We, we okay. No, we're we're gonna go on a happy note right now. We're we're gonna change yeah. the mood around. I just gotta bring up one more big what if. It, it is the, a bad one. It is the Caitlin Lucas injury in the 2000, oh, 2010 right. tournament. Eighteen points and twenty five points, and all of a sudden four points against Maryland. But um, he blows up his uh, Achilles. It's yeah, it's,
2: and then it's never and is never the same player again. Right? He's he's like. It, He's in the G League right now. He just like if you watch him play, he's still like a really, really good basketball player, but he he had this extra gear. Yes. That you yeah know, that separated him from all other like players in in, in in college. So that was I felt really bad for that kid, man. That was really bad.
1: So we got the hey, <laughs> We got the Lucas injury. Those are in the same tournament. However, I, I still have two more things just for the 2010 tournament. And it, like, by itself for this what-ifs. Um, and only one of them actually has to do with an MSU game. The first one is the Maryland game. What if Delvon Rowe doesn't duck? What if he doesn't duck up. on the pass to Corey Lucius? Uh, we go off the heezy to Delvon Rowe. I'm going to assume a Spartan doesn't catch the ball in time. And I'm going to assume a shot doesn't get off. And if it one does get off, it's panicked and it doesn't go in. MSU gets sent home packing in the second round. So, yeah, 2010, we talked about it uh eight whole minutes ago like yeah it probably should have could have been a national title a final four is not a horrible consolation prize though like it's it's nice so that's like a what if like what if delvon didn't duck all right well something good happened because he did so that's a that's a fun what if
2: it's a really fun what if and honestly i have no idea how he ducked in, in time like if you watch it in real time the ball comes so close hitting him and i i just like you could you could have that same play run a hundred times 95 times it's going to deflect off off the player running you know sprinting down the court yes wow
1: I almost wonder like, if it was instinctive, because let's just imagine you're walking on the sidewalk and you see something flying at your head. You're going to duck out of the way. Now, I, I know that these are top flight athletes that we're talking about. They have different reactions. And of course, everyone thinks that, oh, we're going to catch the ball. That thing was coming in so hot and it was at such a peripheral. I, I wonder if it was just human instinct that that took over at that time. I, I yeah. wonder if he was even thinking about, oh, this pass is going for Corey. I would love to, God, I would love to ask him about that.
2: Yeah, you, you know what's crazy? Delphine Rowe, I think we we both saw like the highlight clips of him in high school. Oh you know, monster. He was he was a monster in, in, in high school. I mean, he he was like a, a top five type talent. And then you know, he hurts his knee and everything kind of just changes for him. But wow. Yeah. Back to the I, state what
1: ifs. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, that, that but, is a great what if though, because he had yeah. ended his career early at state, as we all know.
2: Yeah, I mean he he leaves the he leaves one year of eligibility um, out there. I think he's acting right now. I, I've seen I've been yeah. acting a few times um, with him on uh, on Twitter. He's a good dude. He's a good dude
1: for sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean he was an easy guy to root for, definitely. And just the, the one other thing I had from the 2010 tournament, and this didn't have to do with an MSU game at all. Uh, it was the Northern Iowa Kansas game. What if Ali Furkan Namesh, I hope I said that somewhat right. Uh, doesn't take and nail that three pointer.
2: Wait, did wait. I do an okay job on that? How many points did he end up dropping that game?
1: Ah, I don't know at the top of my head how many he dropped up, but I do know he hit like uh, just a big balls shot, uh, three point when they were up one with like 40 seconds left. They could have ran out the shot clock and like put up a shot with five seconds left. That probably mm-hmm. would have been what the coach had drawn up, but no, that had them beat Kansas essentially. MSU in the Sweet 16 gets to Northern Iowa instead of a top ranked Kansas team like that. I think it was a massive what-if in route to yeah. one of Izzo's final fours.
2: Yeah, that's got to be – I mean, M- Michigan State's actually gotten pretty lucky, right? So you go back to 2001, remember, they played like Temple in the Elite Eight oh, yeah. to get the, the final four. So, I mean, you, you get to the final four eight times or whatever, you're going to have a, a few cakewalks, right? Yeah. Um, and Michigan oh, yeah. State definitely had some really like brutal, right? 2005, they had to go through Duke, they had to go through – they had to go through Kentucky in two thousand five. Right. I mean, they end up losing to North Carolina. They went through. I can't remember early in the, in, in the early rounds. Yeah, it's not coming to me. But yeah, yeah
1: of course, it's not to me right now either.
2: <laughs> um, I, I will say, man, that, that 2000, the two thousand five team. When you look at it like on paper, right? You had Brown. You had you had Ager, right, and you had Flyers. You, yeah. You had, yeah, Alan Anderson. I, I think Allen Anderson might go down as one of the more underrated players. Like he probably only averaged what, like 13, 14 points in that senior in his senior year.
1: Yeah, 13. Yep.
2: Yeah, but my God, he was so he was so important to like what they were trying to do. And that's why I think, man, he, you know, he goes up real high in that Kentucky game. I, I don't know if it was the first overtime or the second overtime. And just like, you know, that whole week leading up to it, everyone's like, is he going to play? Is he going to play? And then, you know, he's like 30% of himself against North Carolina. And on top of all that, they're still close against North Carolina up until halftime. I want to say they were leading at halftime, and then they just got, you know, blown out in the second half. I know. Uh, fun uh, times. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, and, no, no, no. We got to have another fun one. We got to have another fun yeah. one. Uh, th- this yeah, wasn't like yeah. the greatest.
2: I'm bringing I'm, I'm sorry. up a juice to, to the juice to the, to the podcast. We gotta, I got I to gotta bring it up.
1: Oh, I do it all the time. Just ask any of our listeners. That's that's usually my M.O. here. So thank you for shouldering that for me uh, this time around. Much, much appreciated. But, so there's one that I think a lot of people forget about, and for good reason. It was a random non-conference game against Florida Gulf Coast. Um, it was the 2016-17 season where there was the clock error. Yeah. Florida Gulf Coast got the shot up way sooner. Okay, so that actually... I think if MSU loses that game, if Florida Gulf Coast catches the ball, gets an adequate shot up, or if the buzzer doesn't sound early, they get the offensive rebound on the miss and get an easy layup. MSU lost lost to Northeastern that season. Not Northwestern, Northeastern that season. That was a bonafide, oh crap, bubble team. They could not have afforded a second non-conference loss like that. And if the clock error didn't happen... Who knows? That's the joy of what ifs. Uh, what if the clock guy didn't slam the button as soon as the inbounder got the ball in his hands? Like, yikes, that could have broken MSU's tournament streak.
2: Were you following along like on Twitter? I remember it was a pretty big like Twitter controversy. Uh, is that
1: where MSU Twitter started? I, that, <laughs> that, that very well could be ground zero for it. Uh, but no, I remember watching it at home is where I was for that one, losing my uh, ever-loving mind watching that game.
2: God, that was such a frustrating. I mean, that the beginning of that season, I think, was really frustrating. That was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously, it didn't. Is that the is that the season that ended against uh Q's?
1: Uh, that's the season ended against Kansas. Josh Jackson's uh, Kansas team. is Oh,
2: God. Yeah.
1: Yeah, We're like, they just barely got into the tournament. The, the next year was the, was the Syracuse fun. That's, yeah. that's when that party started, yes. Yeah. You know,
2: crazy. It's like, yeah, I mean, the, that season, the, that second season with Miles didn't, didn't work out well, but they still won the Big Ten. They still won right. the Big Ten that year, right? And, they did, and
1: they, they had a pretty favorable schedule, too, which helped them. So uh, yeah. shout out to the scheduling committee for that one.
2: Yeah. thanks, guys. Thanks for giving us one there.
1: Was, um, yeah.
2: Yeah. That Florida Gulf Coast. Wow. That was, uh, that was so ugly.
1: I like that callback. So we're going to be back in just a hot second with uh, Andy Isaac right after this break. All right. Where where do you even go? Okay. So I got a few written down here and both of them are, are happy. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to ask if you remember because, of course, you do. The the Northwestern comeback when MSU was down like 49 to three, essentially in the first half, and they stormed to that comeback against Northwestern.
2: So, what year is this?
1: Uh this this was actually that same year. It was the the Syracuse loss year. It was the one with Jaron Miles Cassius. Like, they they, they, they went, went down to Northwestern.
2: Yeah, okay. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, it's, I think it was. Oh, God, like a 27 28 come from behind victory at Northwestern, but kind of. Now, this is a lenient one-if. I'm kind of getting liberal here. Uh, What if the game wasn't played, like, in Rosemont at what is not really Northwestern's campus? There's a lot of Spartans in Chicago. That was a bonafide Spartan home game. If that was a Northwestern true home game playing in Welsh Ryan, I don't know if this team gets the momentum they do from the crowd that game. Now, you're going to have to check me here. That might be a little bit of a stretch. But, man, that was a fun game. I don't know if it happens, though, without
2: a raucous crowd. If that was a weekday game, it was. I think it was just like one of those throwaway, like Tuesday, Wednesday games.
1: Oh man, I like, wanted to say it was a Saturday for some reason.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure, but like, God Northwestern wasn't good.
1: No, God we no.
2: We couldn't hit. We couldn't hit anything. It was so. Uh, what was the actual deficit they came back from?
1: I'm trying to look out. I know it was in the high 20s, at least like with like f- four minutes, I want to say before the half, it was not looking uh, all too dandy whatsoever.
2: <laughs> you know, what's crazy is that uh, Michigan State's, I want to say Michigan State's and maybe Big Ten's biggest comeback ever was Michigan's Michigan State Northwestern. This was back in the, the John L. Smith days. Remember ah, that?
1: yes. Ah, yes. Yeah. I remember that because me and my dad left at halftime. We said, screw this. This is enough. Let's go TV shopping. And, like, those were the early days of the BlackBerry, if you will. So we were, like, checking BlackBerry scores every five minutes. So like, holy shit. Like, they keep calling back here. They're going to do this thing. And sure enough, they did. Yeah. yeah.
2: And what is it? They? I feel like they scored, like, 28 points in a matter of, like, a few minutes. God, the the cardiac... The cardiac Spartan football team, Jesus.
1: Uh, for more reasons than one, yeah. So that was a 27-point uh, deficit, just to go back to your question, once the Wi-Fi on my end fired up here and decided to, like, Google work. 27-point comeback, not bad. Not yeah. bad. Biggest comeback in Big Ten history, I know. You like yeah, so that. They
2: had, they had the horses to come back against a team, like, freaking Northwestern.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, oh, man, I just texted out of the window. I forgot the score, but I do know that Northwestern was about, like, 12 points away from their team over. If you bet on them in Vegas, I think their over-under was set around 60, and they came one point shy of that. That was an automatic cashier ticket at halftime as they were sitting, what, 11 points away from that, and they still couldn't do it. That's uh, an yeah. all-time bad beat. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I do you uh, want to – sorry. Yeah.
2: No, no, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, how 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 – close do we want to get to a current day here and still be happy i, I say do it right now right because i think this is one of the greatest happy what ifs of all time in msu basketball is what if barrett actually missed that second free throw against duke i the way i see that replay if you watch the replay zion is absolutely 100 000 billion percent coming in hot for that rebound and tipping it in to put duke up by one with like yeah. five whole, seconds left
2: somebody gets his arm right somebody kind of like holds him down
1: but how like could, could you really hold him down though like I, even in the back of my head i'm saying like i i could see him just ripping the arm clean out of his socket and just going off for the rebound easy layup like that was that was the most nerve-wracking free throw i i can remember since the the oh god i forgot his name from louisville in 2015 since he shot his second free throw that, that's the most angst i've had in a single shot yeah since then
2: yeah <laughs> That whole the whole sequence of you know Barrett missing the free throw, Michigan State going into the timeout. Um, mm. Somebody who gets Cassius gets trapped in the corner, has to call timeout, and then like they have such a poor angle right to, for that. Oh, it's horrible! Right, and then I, I remember seeing it if you if you watch the replay and you could probably see it live. Tillman gives Cassius that little you know thing with his right. eyes, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> tells him to like go up court. And, like, it's just so – that whole sequence, like, Duke's like, oh, we're not going to protect, you know, the the front court. We're just going to try to trap them. And it was like – it was like cash' just went out. There's nobody in front of him. It was just – it was just, it's so beautiful, man. That, that do you remember weird,
1: where you were for that game, like what your reaction was to, to that end?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was just, like, screaming. Like, right. I, I do a lot of, like, very violent-type screaming, especially for <laughs> – Ends of of Michigan State games. I mean, sure. I mean, it's I, I think we could probably, you know, like some of the football games. You know, the the 2015 Michigan Michigan game. You know, yeah. I was I was at State when Michigan when Michigan State beat Michigan with a TJ Duckett catch. And I can't oh wow, how wild um, that was! Because you know, like we we had such a difficult time with Michigan for so long, and then you know, just seeing the ball float up there and it felt like, you know, like two, three minutes and then duck is just standing there in the middle of the end zone. Oh, just that, that feeling. I know, I know we're talking basketball, but my God, oh, it's as, fine. as a Spartan fan, you know, back in, in 2001, when we didn't have a lot to cheer for, that was, right. was such an amazing feeling, man.
1: It was even better that there was a little bit of controversy with Spartan Bob behind it too. Yay. I mean, it's, it's 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 nice just to just have a little more anger from the other side of the fan base just for that reason alone. I'm a I'm a petty guy, so I, I appreciate a good old controversy if it benefits my team. Of
2: course, you're definitely you're definitely Team Petty, and that's why uh, that's why I appreciate you, man.
1: You know, I, I just do what I can, you know, that's, yeah. that's all, but dude, I, I absolutely lost my mind when Cassius got the inbound because like, it, it, just like you're saying, it was a horrible angle. So I'm going through every situation in my head turnover. Okay. We will call another timeout. Then we'll catch the ball, get trapped, maybe hopefully make a free. So the last situation in my head was catching the ball and running out the clock. Yeah. Like that was very, the furthest as, as possible down my list. Not not in a thousand years, I think that would happen. And so, yeah, when Cassius catches the ball, I I didn't even wait for him to dribble out the clock. I just started sprinting and losing my mind. That that was.
2: You know what's great if you watch the replay is like Zion is like a few feet away from him, but like, obviously he's not able to catch him. So like Mm -hmm. he has this like helpless look and you're like, this dude is arguably like the greatest player we've, you know, we've seen since LeBron and he Mm -hmm. just got, you know, he just got beat by a bunch of, You know, guys playing like the rules, there's, you know, there's probably not a single NBA, like, you know, high caliber player on that roster. And he got, you know, he got got by by those guys. And that's what made me feel so good, man.
1: And it's going to make me appreciate Zion's career a lot more because I know, like, whenever he's lighting it up on a random NBA night or an All-Star game or the finals, what have you, in the future, like, there would be some bitterness, like, in the end. Like, that, that loss w- would have been the worst loss since the MSU Wisconsin 2011 football Big Ten championship uh, game. Oh, man, we sure. were,
2: We talked about this, right, um, over, over text, that Isaiah Lewis um, running into the punter. Um, God damn it. God. I'm just, <laughs> I don't want to end this... On a bad note, like, especially since what happened with, with Keyshawn Martin returning it, and everything. I know <sighs> oh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson could get out of the most crazy, you know, like pressures. I, I, it's it's unbelievable what he's what he was able to do and what he's still able to do. At, at, I know, man.
1: I know. And like, so Isaiah Lewis. Okay. I got to disclaim this. Isaiah Lewis, great player. He did awesome things at MSU, awesome. not the greatest night. Uh, even before the punt, the, the fourth and six play that Russell Wilson converted that eventually turned right. into to a touchdown, like bat, bat the ball down, dude, please. Yeah. I, I'm begging you.
2: <sighs> I, I, I would say that's definitely a top. I think that's a top five, just depressing moment for me. Oh, it's I top think. one for me. Yeah, in Michigan State, like history. Yeah, what else
1: is in the top four? Uh, really quick, if you want to just get, go right into the misery here to end this thing.
2: Oh man, I love. Are we talking football and basketball?
1: Yeah, yeah. Just a hodgepodge oh, of all
2: things MSU. Let me think.
1: I'll ask you your your three favorite after this too, or My, you can just do like three most heartbreaking and three favorite. However you want to slice this I, up. Really,
2: to me, the two thousand. The, the way the 2005, like, Final Four, like, went down when Allen when Anderson got hurt. And especially okay. when you knew what all those guys had gone through. You know, they, they lose to Iowa in the, Big Ten, in, in the Big Ten tournament. And that was just like, you know, they, they, you know, the whole story. Izzo breaks the tapes and he destroys the tapes. Mm-hmm. You know what, what those guys had been through. Yes, like, North Carolina was a really good team that year but you just you felt for those guys I think that was like a really just like I know it's not a singular um moment but man that was that was super heartbreaking um I don't want to go to the the Syracuse loss just because I don't really want to talk about that's fine (laughs) understandable I I would say the the um the elite eight game against Connecticut the year that Connecticut (sighs) of just won out of nowhere right nobody expected them to win they just had like you know they had five six they had a five six guy rotation you know know. uh, that should have been that should have been another one of Izzo's like uh titles and you know what sucks is i actually had tickets to that final four and it it, at the final four when you thought your team was was for sure gonna be there and having to watch like you know, it was like Duke and, or sorry, Kentucky and Wisconsin. and. Oh, you still went? Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I I had to go, it was like more of like a work thing. Okay. Got it. It was, it was brutal. And yeah, that, that really hurt me because I really wanted to see, I really wanted to see us win a championship in, in person. I was there in 2009. I don't think any of us thought we were going to win in 2009, even though it was in Detroit, we had, you know, semi home court, um, advantage. Nobody thought that, that North Carolina team was, was disgusting. They were, they were so good.
1: Oh um, yeah. They, they started the game on nine of 13 shooting. <laughs> it was unbelievable. The game was over in two minutes.
2: You know, I want to say we scored the first two points, um, of that game. And then we were just, after that, it was just like, it was, we, we just really yeah, yeah I, so I'm going to say the 2005, um, that 2000 was, is that 14? Yes. Yeah. Yes,
1: it was. Yeah, I should know that like, because it was the year I graduated. So yes, yeah, yes, it is. Yeah, the, the UConn. I'm yeah.
2: much older than you. Shit. Um, I don't know. Season. A...
1: Season is how we like to say it. Yes.
2: Uh, wait. You know what? We should. We should. We should. For a positive note. Mateen okay. Breaks his. Breaks his ankle mm-hmm. in that championship game, and honestly, so like I want to say it's the first two baskets after he gets hurt is from Chappelle. So I mean, Michigan State has played played most of that year without Mateen because, you know, he he gets hurt and everything. But how things could have gone totally different when Mateen gets hurt, you know, there's still oh, yeah. enough in the game for Florida to come back. Chappelle hits those two shots and then you it was like the weight of the world kind of got lifted and like they never looked back after after those two shots. So, yeah, I mean, if, we're, if we want a positive thing, that's one of like the, even though Mateen breaks his, breaks his foot, comes comes back in the game. It was that like little thing from, from Mike Chappelle who had been mm-hmm. disappointing, you know, in, in transferring from from Duke. That was uh, that was big, man. That was big. I don't know, I'm man. trying to think of another disappointing.
1: <laughs> How upset like, could I get to end this? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to get I don't want to get any more like that seriously, game I think still like hurts because there were just so many looks. That's the
1: uh, angriest I've been after a loss. Like Wisconsin, I was just sad, depressed. Syracuse, I I was and- mad online after that game. <laughs> that yeah. was
2: oh. You know, like I think sometimes, and you, you probably do the same thing. Sometimes you just have to tell yourself, I need to step away from the computer um after a loss. I think it happens to me more for for football games. Mm-hmm. Um I think I just get more angry at the end of, of football games. So like I, I just gotta separate myself from the computer or I just start yelling at people online.
1: Yeah, like, I, now see, I, I'll tell myself like, all right, Matt, you should probably put your phone down. And that's usually when I get on my phone and do my worst damage. Like oh, yeah. like I, I know full well what I'm doing and how horrible of an idea this is, but damn it, I gotta vent to someone and it's gonna be all you beautiful people on Twitter. So get, yeah. get ready to hear some takes.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I want you to tell me your the two teams Two ISO teams that you think should have won titles going back to going back to '99, I, I think we can everything before '99 I mean Izzo's kind of just get, yeah. and those teams actually weren't very good. the '98 team was good. Uh, but I mean, obviously the 99 team was very good. I think it's
1: 2014 and 2010, even though Kalen Lucas did have the injury, I still think as we talked earlier, like that team had the horses and yeah, I, I think they would have been the best team in the final four in 2014. And yeah, they were a four seed, but that's because there were so many injuries that year, like yep. at, at any certain part of the season, it, it was either Payne, Appling, Dawson or Trice were out and it was nuts, but they were rolling at the end of the season. Um, I, I, I honestly don't think 2019 was a big miss a because, and this is going to hurt for some people to hear me, but like, I I think Texas tech was simply the better team. Like that was a street fighting team that wore basketball jerseys. That was a nasty, nasty defense. And even if they did hop that hurdle, Virginia was so sick that entire year. Like they were incredible. So like, that's why I don't think 2019 is like a horrible miss by Izzo. Yeah. They were definitely one of the teams that could have won it, but. I don't know. I, I got a hard time sleeping after 2014, 2010 and I do you
2: 2019. Is We've gone this whole podcast talking about some of like the bigger disappointments and mm-hmm. we haven't mentioned Josh Langford, who, I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, I like, know. we, we kind of just like glossed over, but like coming into his junior year, I mean, I think we all thought that like, Josh Langford is going to be a guy that averages, you know, 17 to 20 points. <laughs> um a game and you know he starts off the season and he, and he's fine then the bowling green game i think happens and i don't know i would like to have seen a, a healthy michigan state with josh langford against texas tech because what happened right what happens at the end um with McQuaid's? you know he kind of gets cramped um late yeah in the game. he comes up lame on the and that three-pointer he had a good look but he didn't have the legs you watch the replay he can't elevate so, you know, you needed one more score. Yes, I, I think Texas Tech and Virginia were like just beasts on defense. But I would have loved to see those games against with, with a healthy Josh Langford. I really think that's what they were missing. They, they needed another outside shooter.
1: No, and you're right, and I got a lot of stuff written down in front of me. That's not anything I had written down, but it's it's so obvious not that you say it. Like, it's just it was, it was right in front of us yeah. the entire time. It's having a, another gunner to go up against that tough Texas Tech defense for sure, man. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the Final Four happened last year. That was pretty cool.
2: You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I still think, you know, that Duke win will go down for, for most of us as one of, like, the most memorable – um Spartan victories like in basketball. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's 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 a game. We're never going to forget that ending. We're never going to forget, you know, Cassius kind of dribbling around and doing that thing where he arches his back. And you know, just like that, that whole like happy moment. I it's it's one of those things that's going to stick with me, you know, forever.
1: And maybe that's what helps the scene to of uh, 2019 not working out is like, okay, so your consolation prize is a final four and beating one of the most talented basketball teams in college. Ever okay, I could I could live with that a little easier, and it also helps negate. And maybe I'm speaking for myself here, but whenever someone pops like the Coach K versus Izzo record, that honestly I I can say with 100% sincerity that that means nothing to me anymore. Like Izzo went in and beat K's best team with a walk on bearing the the dagger at the end. Like okay, that's no, I, I don't I don't care what his record is as long as he has that
2: one win down. I don't even know, you know what? I don't even know the record anymore. I, I've erased it. I've erased it for my brain. The minute the minute Cassius took that ball and in, into the front. Right. Game.
1: No, it was. Yeah, it, it's it, it's a moot point to me now. Um, I, I know that Duke fans will get on and say, oh, Coach K owns this. So you, you didn't want it mattered the most last year. And that's all that, that matters with me, which is fine. Sure. Yeah. You guys had the great win in December. You could have 10 of those. I'll, I'll cherish what happened last year in the Elite Eight four
2: ever. <laughs> Um, who is your most underrated? I don't I don't know how long you want to go here, but who is your most underrated Michigan State basketball player? Guys, a guy that people just don't talk about that was, you know, clutch. See, Someone I, I think, and maybe it's not even like a clutchness thing.
1: I think it was just his defense and rebounding were so undervalued that I think Brandon Dawson doesn't get appreciated enough, perhaps, because he was great on the 2014 team. Yeah. The only thing they won was a big 10 tournament championship against Michigan, which was pretty sick. He had a great game in that too, but he was pretty integral in that 2015 final four run as well. Like he was a guy, maybe a little undersized, but he could play defense against some of the best bigs around and rebound with the best of them. So I, I, I want to go Dawson here. Maybe he is properly rated to most people, but I just feel like he's underappreciated and underrated.
2: Yeah. What's crazy about Dawson is that he was so good. Um, He was so good in high school and he was just like, this, this top-notch talent, but I, I think like, I think he had limitations, right, with, with, with dribbling and, you know, ball handling and there's probably, like, his shooting, but, man, I, I'm with you in that he's probably a top-five guy that people just don't talk about, and he was so good and so consistent yeah. really from, from the defense and the rebounding perspective for so long.
1: That's God. what it is. It was consistent. You could always count
2: on him. My God, he broke. Remember, he breaks his hand they, oh, they, they yeah. went against the Michigan because he freaking punches. I don't know if he was punching a locker or if him and Payne had gotten into it or something, but that was. I think
1: the story was he was punching a table after listening to Dakic rip him apart in the replay of the game, is uh, how, uh, how it goes. Uh,
2: yeah. Don't even get me started with that, dude. <laughs> we'll do 30 I more know. minutes on Dakic alone. <laughs> yeah, I you know. I think going back to the championship teams, and I, I think Andre Hudson probably gets um, his due, but my God, I mean, that him and Charlie Bell won, I, I mean, they won three three Big Ten titles, four Big Ten yeah. titles. I mean, and they, they, like, they
1: have
2: the, yeah. the most wins ever, but I, I feel like Andre Hudson, he was just a, he was just a glue guy for them. I I think that's
1: fair to say that he was underrated for sure. Definitely. Especially 20 years from now, I feel like you always hear about Mo Pete, Mateen and Charlie Bell, but yeah, Andre Hudson, I feel like is the guy that always gets his name left out of the discussion.
2: And you know, it's weird (laughs) that, that national championship game, AJ Granger, I don't know how many points he ended up scoring. Felt like he scored 30 points, but it's probably like closer to 18 or 19. But yeah, I mean, what a, what a huge game from a guy, you know, who really wasn't going out there to score you know, 15 to 20 a night. You know, he was a mm-hmm. guy that maybe give you like a three, two threes a game, you know, scrapping for some rebounds. But man, he comes up huge in that national championship game.
1: Dude, big time, man. And Andy, this was a blast, man. Thank you so much for joining us. I know our listeners appreciate it because honestly, like I know Will and I, when we talk about historical MSU, football, basketball stuff, we, we usually perhaps maybe get skewed in 2008 and later, but yeah, I know our listeners love hearing from like the, the, 2000, 2001, because I only have like vague memories, but yeah, it's nice to have someone on here who has like crystal clear memories and still has the passion about it yeah. too, man. That's,
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> oh awesome. Now, now I'm all excited because that 2001 team, Jay Rich and Zen, oh, I, I cannot believe looking back that we didn't win, we didn't win a title with those two guys. I know, man. Oh I know. Yeah. It, it was fun, though. That season was really fun, too. Coming Absolutely, off the, man. Coming off the title. I'm, I'm sorry I've taken so much of your time, but this is what Oh, I dude,
1: please. Oh, this is a great time. I honestly lost track of time. Uh, Will's not going to like this. Maybe we break this up into two shows. It'll probably just be one. So uh, we will see how that goes. Uh, sorry, Will, but he's the editing guy, so this is really up to him now.
2: Will, <laughs> so, so this is my fault. I'm sorry, man. Oh, no, no,
1: no. Please, it's not your fault. You're you're the man, Isaac. Uh, If if you want to find Isaac and his beautiful work, his beautiful eating videos where he is just conquering anything that people throw at him, uh, hilarious follow on Twitter. I'm sure you already are following him, but if you're not, he's at World of Isaac. Isaac, you're the man. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I, I, I hope you had at least halfway of a decent time tonight.
2: Go green, go white, Spartans forever, man.
1: Love it. All right, this was Locked On Spartans, guys. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. We will be back someday. I don't know when. Uh, no, we'll be back in a hot second, guys. All right, take it easy. Enjoy yourselves. Go green.
0: Hey, it's it's Will again. Um, I just wanted to uh, give something nice to the uh, people who made it all the way to the end of the episode. I was going to edit the end of that out, uh, which is with Andy saying, go green forever, I believe is what he said. But I wanted to... Leave what Matt said in there as his stumbling, bumbling, awful outro. Uh, Just to point out that Matt loves, absolutely loves the phrase, just a hot second. (laughs) It is amazing. And I know he's not going to listen to this. And so here's what I want to do. If you're listening to this right now, don't tell Matt. Do not tell Matt. I want you to just tweet at me or DM me how many times next week, the entire week, you think Matt will say the phrase, hot second. Keep in mind, he could be doing some shows by himself. I may just make him drive the show for a week. I want you to send me how many times in the week Matt is going to say the phrase, a hot second, just a hot second, and we are going to keep track of that, and I will I don't know. I don't think there will be anything for whoever wins. But I, it would be a, a dream of mine that I, I could mail you a built Bar or something like that. Yeah, do that. DM me. Tweet at me at Will underscore underscore Hunter 1L two underscores. All right, thanks so much for listening all week uh, Locked on Spartans. We'll be back next week with just more glorious content. Travis Trice is coming back on the show. I think Matt's trying to get Connor George as well. Um, so, yeah, and... We'll just keep talking about whatever we keep talking about. It's going to be a good time. So thanks so much for listening all week. We'll be back next week. See you then.